The moon is a loyal companion. It never leaves. It's always there. Watching, steadfast, knowing us in our light and dark moments, changing forever just as we do. Every day, it's a different version of itself. Sometimes weak and wan, sometimes strong and full of light. The moon understands what it means to be human, uncertain, alone, cratered by imperfections. Hello and welcome to episode 400 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a comics and health episode, MS episode. I didn't do the Wellness Wednesday episode yesterday. That was a little quote by Tahere Mafi from Shatter Me. Uh, yesterday, I it was May the 4th Be With You day, so I didn't get a chance to do the health and wellness episode because... I had so much going on. I had a run to the dentist. I had to stop at the hardware store. I had to stop and get my shingles shot. And I had to swap vehicles. And I had to go to dump. And just, I had to go to the st- grocery store. And just ran around all day. But in the middle of the day, while well, I was waiting for the dump to open, which I thought opened at 3, and then I find out it opened at 1, I could have got all my shit done a couple hours early. But while I was waiting for that, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go take the walker, go up on the hill in my backyard, sit and do a little like half-hour video for Star Wars Day for May the 4th be with you. So I went up there, took a nice little video. It was only about 18 minutes long or so. Just a quick little video. And then I go to download it. And I'm downloading it for about four hours. Well, first I find out that the Anchor app that I got on my smartphone, which I got the smartphone because I want to be able to do my videos now on my smartphone for my anchor and do my regular audio anchor podcast with my smartphone so i go on there i get the app downloaded and there is no video options on the smartphone app version of anchor so i'm like son of a bitch so i (laughs) download my all my shit off my phone Onto my laptop. I know it's going to be long, but it shouldn't be as long as the last episode I downloaded because this one's only 17 minutes, 18 minutes, and the other one was like an hour. So I go to do it. I get through about four hours of downloading or so. And my internet does its little turn off, turn back on thing. Which it likes to do once in a while randomly throughout the day. And it disconnects my download. 
So I have to restart the freaking download. So I ran it for another couple hours. And then finally I'm like, screw it. I'm going to downstairs to do stuff. I'm just, I'm done. And it was only at like, I don't even know if it was at 15% yet. I think it was still around 10%. I'm like, this is going to be downloading past yesterday. It's going to go into 1, 2 in the morning. So it's like, I'm not even going to get it out on May the 4th. So screw it, why even bother? So I didn't get that little video out there for you, but if I ever get a Patreon page or something, I'll have a I have that and a couple of other test videos I'll put on the page then, but for now, oh well. I will read you the three Star Wars questions that I had for yesterday. How many half buried discs? did the Rebel Shield Generator on Hoth consist of? That was how many half-buried discs did the Shield Generator on Hoth consist of? Second question is, who was the second person Luke greeted during his return to the Ewok village? Who was the second person Luke greeted during his return to the Ewok village? And then, how many guards stood watch at the door to Tarkin's conference room? How many guards stood watch at the door to Tarkin's conference room? And, of course, like usual, I'll have those answers later on in the show. Probably at the start of the next segment. So you don't have to go through the next segment if you don't want to sit around for the health segment. But you got to at least wait until it starts and you get the answers if you want the answers. <coughs> but other than that, we had a beautiful day here in Wisconsin for Star Wars Day. And that's why I thought it would be cool to have a little video. I was hoping the deer would sneak out of the field. But it was too sunny of a day so the deer don't come out until it gets darker out on those days but we have six or seven deer out in our uh, backfield that come out of a pine tree wooded area that used to be a it used to be a greenhouse type place where they sold fruits and vegetables and all that stuff plants Reese, and now they just have a bunch of pines planted out there, and so there's a little herd, mini herd of deer, white-tailed deer that are hanging out in there, and I've seen two or three Bambies the other day, little ones, so I was hoping to get them on camera when I was talking to you. But they never popped out, and I couldn't get the video to work anyway, so hopefully I'll do another one later this week or next week, and maybe we'll catch the deer that time. But let's get to our comics that we checked out. We got Big Alien Moon Crush finally came in after getting pushed off and moved around, and now it's finally here by Art Baltazar. I was happy to finally get this. Big Alien Moon Crush. The galaxy is in turmoil. Alien planets are at war. The fate of universe 
is uncertain. I think someone forgot to put the in that little sentence. I think Art needs to hire me to proofread his stuff. <laughs> I'd gladly do it. Uh, but somewhere amongst the fighting is a glimmer of hope. A beacon of love? Can forbidden love between two natural-born enemies save the universe? Nix and Vera think so. Their future may be the key to save their planets and end the war. Unless their dads are left to decide the outcome. And it's not looking good. A wordless tale of love and romance and outer space war meets Romeo and Juliet with galactic proportions. By New York Times best-selling Eisner Award-winning famous cartoonist Art Balthazar. Yeah, this is a fun and like it says, no word book. That's obviously a quick read if you don't have any words, but it's fun to watch the picture and get the whole gist of the story by watching the pictures to see what's happening. And you see these two characters in love trying to make it in a world that's made up from two separate worlds and people that just don't understand that we're just all people. Why can't we just all get along? doesn't matter what we look like or where we came from. Let's just get along and get on with making the world a better place. But I think this is a great little example for us to find out where one of our favorite characters, Matilda, came from. When she came falling from the sky and then just kept growing and growing and ended up loving all the other characters and stuff and Matilda was so, is so friendly and wonderful so I think that's one thing we learned from this book is where she came from but I could be wrong but I highly doubt it because <laughs> she looks a lot like one of these characters or a lot of these characters But yeah, we get to see the two planets just warring away, fighting over differences. And you got to read it, well, look at it to see, see how the story goes. But this was supposed to come out a while back and then it got put off. And then it finally came out and I was very happy because that was... Another book I was looking forward to for a while now. So, And then I finally got Berserker number 8, which they reviewed on the Crimson Color Comic Club, Club podcast as a team, a group reading. And I just never got my issue in for some reason. Now it finally came in, and we get to see some weird experimentation going on with this evil scientist guy that I have not liked from the beginning. And he's got a bunch of 
nasty little things up his sleeve that are going on and when we something happens to our female scientist in this storyline also and i believe something happens that takes us all the way back to the beginning of time maybe or at least the beginning of earth or like we're like Unut is trying to go back to his creator, his father, to try and get some answers, and the scientist is taking advantage of that by putting Unut, Unut, Unut. They could have came up with a little bit better name than that, because it's annoying to say. But, uh,. The scientist is taking Unut to the absolute farthest reaches of his mind and consciousness and body can handle. <clears throat> and along with it, other people are getting hurt along the way. And for this, just so these greedy ass people can get as much power as they can. They can feel feel like they have enough control that they can control everything by having all the power. And that's another example that falls back to the big alien moon crush. It's like there's always someone that's got to have things their way and every other way is wrong. And you're going to destroy every other way just because you think your way is right and... In the long run, you're going to probably find out that your way is absolutely wrong. <clears throat> but we just can't get beyond our greed. And speaking of greed and anger and fighting, everybody hating, we have Jim Rugg, Hulk, Grand Design, Madness by Marvel Comics. Again, like the first one. This was a beautifully laid out depiction of the Hulk up into up until the the present day or so or close to it. And you get all the layouts, the the cliff notes, the teasers of what happened to Hulk throughout the years, the decades, all the things he went through when he changed into the grayish Hulk. And when characters constantly tried to, tried to take out the Hulk, and it's like they're constantly trying to kill him without killing Banner. But then they try and kill him with when he is with Banner, it's just all these other characters think they're so much better than Hulk that they just push him to a point of destruction. It's like their own fault that most of this shit's happening. It's like It's like characters die and they bring them back to life and these characters get mad at Hulk and keep hunting them. It's 
like this Ross character and stuff. It's, it's like if they just got rid of some of the jackasses, then Hulk wouldn't be so damn angry and they could live life without all the extra issues. But, but they have no problem constantly trying to kill the Hulk. It almost feels like Tony Stark is the biggest pusher for a lot of times <laughs> when they're going after the Hulk. I feel if I was the Hulk, the first person I'd take out would be Iron Man. It's like just end his ass. His drunken debauchery, just all his bullshit he's gone through in the world, and then he has the right to judge Hulk for the things he's going through. Like, come on, Tony, don't be a dick. But for Star Wars Day, I didn't do too much other than trying to do a video. I watched the original Star Wars movie, the first Star Wars movie, episode four, A New Hope. It just... I was going to try and watch that and Empire Strikes Back, but the first first round of hockey playoffs started up, and I can't watch them live now anymore without having the stupid live Disney Plus live TV thing, which is like 80 bucks a month. I'm like, if I'm going to pay 80 bucks a month for live TV, I'll just get go back to having Dish Network or DirecTV or something like that. It's like, so I have to wait till the following day to watch the game. And we had the first game of Colorado Avalanches playoffs against the Nashville Predators. Which I was happy to see because originally it was laid out that it was, we were going to have to play the Dallas Stars. And we always have issues when we play the Stars for some reason. But it ended up that Nashville Predators are our first round game for the Colorado Avalanche. And the first game, they won 7-2. Colorado won. It was fun watching that game. Everybody got a chance to score on the team, it felt like. And then last night was game two, so I'm hoping that I don't see anything on the computer. And then this afternoon while I'm doing, making phone calls and doing a bunch of computer work, I'll be watching that game, see what happened with them. Assuming that they're playing in Nashville in game two. Although they might play two in Colorado, then two in Nashville, and then split up the last three. We'll see. I'm not sure how to play it how they play that out anymore. It's, shit changes so much. And so I watched that game once the wife got home. After I got done watching Star Wars, A New Hope. And then later last night, I started trying to get caught up on the Boba Fett. I get 
apparently I only seen the first, I think, three episodes. Uh, watched a fourth one last night. Still loving that series. But yeah, I totally spaced that I never finished the first season. So at least I got those last few episodes that I'll probably watch yet today or tonight. If you get caught up on those. But yeah, Star Wars A New Hope, just bringing back those memories of days of old. Seeing one of the biggest movies ever in the movie theaters when I was a little kid. Can't remember, I could look it up, but I'm too lazy to right now. But the original Star Wars, I think, came out around 77, 78. When I was like eight years old. And that's why it was so cool to see such a big... Big budget movie when I was so young. But it's just every time I rewatch these things, it's it's like the droids. I, I, I love how the droids can slowly walk through a bunch of little laser bullets flying through a hallway and they don't get touched. <laughs> but all these other people are getting hit that are hiding behind things and stuff. <laughs> it's just... Eh, but C-3PO and R2 rarely get phased, except for R2. R2 gets tortured a lot. Well, so does C-3PO throughout the movies. He gets torn up a bunch of times. So, yeah, they go through a lot of shit, but it just cracks me up when they have those moments where they can go through the the fights and not get touched by any of the laser beams. And then you got a bunch of soldiers running past a couple droids. Are you telling me that in the future soldiers aren't dicks? They're not going to smack a droid upside the head or push it over when they go running by or knock its head off its shoulders. It's <laughs> It's like, soldiers I know are, a lot of them have that jockish mentality where they just got to be aggressive to everything around them. And so that kind of surprised me, surprises me too. I think, I think a couple soldiers would have probably smacked C-3PO upside the head. I know I would have. <laughs> Smart ass little robot. Then how come there's no other species that work for Vader except for like higher up positions like Jedi's or Sis? It's like all of the people, I mean, granted, you can't see who's in a stormtrooper outfit, but they got the pretty much human layout look to them. So I don't think there's any weird big headed alien or alien with some weird tentacles coming out of there skull or anything like that inside a stormtrooper helmet and all the other characters working on the bridges of the death star and stuff they're all just humans so kind of curious about that and you do have the aliens that are entertainment and the aliens that are jedis and sis and, but yeah i'm always kind of curious about that and I hate 
the modifications. It's I wish I still had my original VHS set of A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I had the original videos from way, way back, and for some reason I must have got rid of a ton of VHS tapes or someone stole them. I don't know why I'd get rid of any Star Wars ones. So that kind of surprised me that those disappeared. And not all the damn versions I find have that modifications where Han did did not shoot first, even though he's getting a pistol shoved in his ribcage and stuff. I don't know why he can't, can't shoot the guy after the guy intimidates him first. And... All the different facial changes and stuff that they did to adapt it to the shittiest Star Wars movies, episode one, two, and three, in my opinion. Uh, they had to adapt all these four, five, and six to the one, two, three, as far as character looks, and I hated that. And I just, you're changing the whole movie that way. It's like, just leave it alone. It's, but, and you could have done two versions and kept the original out there, in my opinion, but society ruined that for us. And then Obi-Wan cuts off a hand in the cantina, and there's blood all over the ground. Shouldn't a lightsaber cauterize the, cauterize the wound? And it does when Vader cuts off Luke's hand. And it's just, I mean, it's a high, high energy item that should instantly cauterize the wound as it cuts through the flesh. So I think that was another mistake in that movie. Why would a planet explode like a bomb? Why would the Death Star explode like a bomb? There's no oxygen in space and all that. It's like the Death Star I can see exploding like a bomb because it's probably full of a bunch of different things that could explode anyways but the earth itself or the not the earth but the planet that gets blown up when you blow up a planet with the death star the inside of the planet doesn't doesn't have like a bomb exploding effect to it and when planets collide and stuff they don't explode they just break apart crush crumble so all those little effects, I think if it would have been made about 10 years later, a lot of that stuff would have been changed. Uh, and then milking out kill shot images, like when Vader's behind Luke, has him in his sights, ready to take him out. They show a couple shots where Vader's like, it looks like he's only feet a few feet away from Luke, it's like, just hit your trigger, and Luke would have been dead a bunch of times. But instead, they extend out the kill shot images until Vader finally has Luke locked in, in his sights. And then, of course, 
Han comes in and saves the day with that, but I don't know. I know you gotta make stuff dramatic back in the day and, and things like that, but yeah. There's lots that could have been changed. If you're gonna change our movie, why don't you fix the movie? <laughs> fix the problem aspects instead of changing the people and changing little pieces of things just to make people in a, a society that has to have everything perfectly laid out for them and no one can do wrong type society they have to fix things for all that but yeah still a good movie still enjoyable to watch but um, I'd say my favorite thing right now, Star Wars, would be The Mandalorian and Rogue Squadron. The Han and, Han and Chewie stuff's been enjoyable, but there's just so much, so much coming out. It's it's almost starting to burn you out again, but. It's the way our society has gone with all the comic book movies and the Star Wars stuff and everything. It's just being pumped out so much now that I can see people getting burned out on it pretty soon. It's time for a few new little ideas to pop out there. But, but yeah, I'm out of time, so I will get back to you with your Star Wars answers and the health segment right after this. All right. Let's get to your answers to your Star Wars questions. Sadly, I know the answers now from yesterday, so I can't guess on them again. But yesterday when I guessed on them, I got two out of three wrong. Which I had, I second guessed my answers. Otherwise, I would have got all three right yesterday. But how many half-buried discs did the Rebel Shield generator on Hoth consist of? It's like yesterday I was saying that I thought there was four shield generators that we've seen with two discs on one on each side of the generator. So two discs per generator and I thought there was four. So I said eight, but the actual answer is four. So I think there's only two shield generator posts with the half half buried discs on the sides of them and who was the second person luke greeted during his return to the ewok village yesterday i suggested that it was leia because i was thinking that he went to leia and then went to han solo but no it was han solo that was the second person that he greeted which I think the first one may have been C-3PO, maybe. Actually, later on, he might have greeted Leia first, and then Han, but yeah. Han's the answer, anyways. And then how many guards stood watch at the door to Tarkin's conference room? Yesterday I said everything that had guards usually had two. So I went with two, and yes, the answer is two. 
So there's your little answers for your Star Wars trivia. I hope that was helpful and enjoyable. <laughs> now let's look at some health stuff. I have a bunch of stuff in my files of stuff that I saved a couple of years ago. I just totally forgot about it, never got back to. Because it was products that I heard about that people told me might be helpful with multiple sclerosis or multiple sclerosis related issues and stuff. And a lot of these I look at and I have no recollection of them or remember hearing the names. But the first one is Protandum NRF2 Synergizer. Uh, Basically, uh, Protandum is a herbal dietary supplement marketed with unsupported claims that it can treat a number of medical conditions. The product is a patented mix of five herbal ingredients and sold by LifeBand Company or something, Life Advantage Company. But the Profandian. Profandum NRF2 Synergizer activates pathways to support your body's ability to produce antioxidants, reduce cellular stress, and repair your own cells. It's a powerful, patented, all-natural solution to support your body's healthy aging process and reduces oxidative stress by 40% in just 30 days. Now, how can you say that? Someone could have certain conditions, and it might not reduce it by 40% for them in 30 days. You can't look at everybody equally with your stupid fucking percentages. I hate percentages. But a lot of times I read them anyways. But yeah, someone had an idea of a product that's supposed to repair stuff, but I've never heard of anything beyond this and this looks like this link goes back to like 2003 so they're still producing it the shit is not cheap i'd like to know if anybody is using it i'd like to know what your results are what you think of it and they got four and a half stars out of five from 867 reviews, so that's not bad. That's pretty good numbers. So it might be good, but we are we are also learning in this day and age that certain things that deal with antioxidants and, and trying to get our immune systems boosted and stuff, we're already overly boosted, so you got to also watch that. So I always talk to your doctor about Anything new you're putting in your system and see if they're worth really trying, really wasting your time with or not. Then high dose biotin. I've tried biotin in the past for eyesight issues. And with MS, I always thought high dose biotin would be a good thing to have in our system. See, they got the Biotin 10,000 MCGs. It's an extra strength Biotin vitamin supplement 
to support hair growth, strong nails, longer eyelashes, and healthy skin. I thought it had to do with the eyes, too. Something with the eyes. But it, uh... Uh, with all our medications that we're on and stuff with hair loss and eye issues and all that, this could be something worth worth checking out. I mean, biotin is basically a B vitamin. It's an essential nutrient that is naturally present in some foods and available as a dietary supplement. It's a water-soluble vitamin. Uh, let's see here. That catalyzes critical steps in the metabolism of fatty acids, glucose, and amino acids. Plays biotin plays key roles in histone modifications, gene regulation. By modifying the activity of transcription factors and cell signaling, most biotin in foods is bound to protein, although some dietary protein is in, in the free form. Gastrointestinal proteases and peptidases break down the protein-bound forms of ingested biotin into biocytin and biotin oligopeptides, which undergo further processing by biotinidase, an enzyme in the intestinal lumen to release free biotin. The free biotin is then absorbed in the small intestine, and most biotin is stored in the liver. Let's see... And you can get biotin from beef liver, eggs, salmon, pork chops, hamburger patties, sunflower seeds, sweet potatoes, almonds, tuna, spinach, broccoli, cheddar, cheese, milk, plain yogurt, oatmeal, bananas, whole wheat bread, apples, and there's just tons of ways to get it, so I don't know why we'd have to do high dose intakes of it. We get it through, if we eat a lot of those foods, we definitely get enough of it, but but yeah, it's biotin, I believe, is a good thing to have in our in our group of goodies to keep our body going. Oops, kicking things around down here. Uh, next up, we got myotin, which is an anti-cholesterolinesterase drug. <laughs> myotin was the first synthetic carbonic carbonate that was used clinically unlike the myotin analog neostigmine it doesn't have a quaternary 
ammonium group to give it. Uh, I don't know. That's some crazy stuff there. They get a little out of hand with some of the medical terms. <laughs> myotin is an ant. Oh, Unlike the myotin analog neostigmine, it doesn't have a quaternary ammonium group to give it a permanent positive charge. It can exist as an uncharged free base, which could allow it to cross the blood-brain barrier and cause unwanted central nervous system side effects. So that's not a good thing. So I don't know what kind of positive things this is offering. Kind of weird that I had this this down for something for us that would be beneficial to us. I don't see well, that's getting into biotin instead of myotin, so that doesn't help either. That just goes right back to the B7 biotin. But yeah, they're not giving me no, no real answers of why I would want to take this. They say, oh no, that's, that's an actual doctor with the name myotin. <laughs> So yeah, I don't see no sense of using that one. I don't know why I had that one saved. They don't have enough information at least. And I got Visbiome Probiotics. Which, I mean, I, I, I'm always a uh, promoter of probiotics and pre prebiotics, uh, but uh, Visbiome, I'm guessing, is the company that's got this product. But you can get pro many different types of probiotics from other companies too. But approximately eighty percent of the immune system resides in the gut. So does the highest concentration of bacteria, making up the human microbiome. Some of these bacteria are good, aiding in nutrition and digestion. Others are pathogenic, aiming to spread disease and discomfort. The good bacteria keep the bad in check, but when imbalances occur, chronic digestive conditions like irritable bowel system, IBS, can follow suit. Probiotics, medical foods containing helpful live bacteria can level the playing field when your gut is overwhelmed. You can try out Visbiome or other probiotics. Uh, stupid ad pop-outs are coming. Visbiome has been proven beneficial in the physician-guided dietary management of digestive issues, including irritable bowel system, IBS, ulcerative 
colitis, UC, antibiotic-associated diarrhea, AAD, pouchitis, and hepatic encephalopathy, HE. So if you want to try theirs, you can, but there are other companies that make it. I don't know why I chose to save them as one to look at. I'm guessing someone was just promoting them that gets kicked back or whatever. And then we got Ubiome. See, Ubiome was a, incorporated was a biotechnology company based in San Francisco that developed technology to sequence the human microbiome. Its main product analyzed gut microbes in patients with long-term intestinal disorders. Founded in 2012, the company shut down in 2019 (laughs) following an investigation into possible insurance frauds. Frauds. I guess we don't really need to talk about this company then or their product because apparently (laughs) apparently they got themselves in trouble for scamming other people Uh, let's see yeah everything else that's up for you biome i'm guessing when i heard about them and put them in here all this shit wasn't there but now you see a lot of things that the company did and what got them in trouble and that's what they're all talk about so we don't need to worry about the you buy owned company then all right enough of all these different companies uh there's the MS Mind Shift. If you're looking for a healthy thing to follow, if you need someone to tell you what to do and how to be healthier, you can check out their site. I mean, they're going to tell they tell you the same things any that I've told you or anybody else tells you. It's like quality sleep will I mean, these these things will help make you feel better and no matter what condition you got, even if you're totally healthy, <laughs> these things will, in my opinion, will help make you feel better. But quality sleep, exercise can help managing with managing MS symptoms. It can help you feel better with certain areas, but you're still going to have the MS symptoms. They may not be as prevalent and stuff, but. Being social stimulates your brain, which, yes, anything where you're talking, using your brain helps to stimulate it. Uh, The right diet can reduce inflammation. Yeah, it's anti-inflammatories. If you're eating more anti-inflammatory foods, it's definitely going to reduce your inflammation issues. Staying hydrated may help your energy level. It's like we know that we got to drink our eight glasses of water a day or whatever you want to get in your system. Just make sure you get enough that your body's not showing you signs of craving it, like coughing or choking or dry mouth or anything like that. 
which I got right now, and I could go for a big old glass of ice water right now. But it's upstairs, so I gotta wait till after this podcast. Smoking can make MS symptoms worse, which is something we've learned. And also that smoking is associated with cognitive issues and decrease in the brain matter. If you smoke, ask your doctor about ways that you can quit. Things they might offer to help you get rid of that evil, evil, evil process. I'm so glad I finally quit after many, many years of smoking. Keeping your brain active may help with neurological reserves like the podcast. It's, that's keeping, that's helped my cognitive, tremendous cognitive issues tremendously. Yeah, I still got cognitive issues, but damn. A year ago, I and mean, I can go back and listen to the podcast every hundred episodes or so, and I can see and hear, or I can't see, I can hear the differences in cognitive activity throughout the podcast. Mindfulness can help with MS symptoms and stress. I don't believe it can help with MS symptoms. I believe it can help with issues that we're having. But uh, I promote mindfulness meditation, mindfulness activity, yoga, breathing exercises, all that can help you feel better and calmer, put less stress on your body. Common chronic health issues for people with MS. It's heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, depression, chronic lung disease. Now, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if those health issues are really related to MS. I think they're more related to lifestyle that might have promoted MS, but yeah. So, yeah, if you need someone to hold your hand and walk you through a dietary lifestyle and a healthier lifestyle, you can check out MS MindShift. Or a lot of people nowadays are obsessed with uh, overcoming MS, the OMS. Excuse me. The OMS approach, the overcoming MS approach to a healthier lifestyle. And there's tons of different companies out there. You got the Walls Diet and all that. If you want to follow someone that has things laid out for you and says they've had results and... have promoted their things throughout the years if they've worked for other people try them out i just i'd rather have a lifestyle of enjoying foods that i am accepted i can accept in my collection of stuff to eat and drink and 
building a thing around foods that I enjoy and not just going by a list of things that someone tells me and then I got to start eating a bunch of crap that I would have never ate in the first place. And then I get burnt out at, on it after a month or two and end up going off it and going right back to bad old ways. And I'd rather not do that. I'd rather just sit there and focus on... What the hell happened to my page? Focus on things that I can enjoy making and eating and not have to worry about other people telling me what I should and shouldn't have. Trying to eat sweet potatoes and gourds and stuff that tastes like crap. Just to ruin the complete layout of the food. See, there's biofeedback therapy. Biofeedback is a type of therapy that uses sensors attached to your body to measure key body functions. Biofeedback is intended to help you learn more about how your body works. This information may help you to develop better control over certain body functions and address health concerns. Uh, This feedback helps you make subtle changes in your body, such as relaxing certain muscles to achieve the results you want, such as reducing pain. I would think it would help with spasticity also. In essence, biofeedback gives you the ability to practice new ways to control your body, often to improve a health condition or physical performance. And they've used it to help treat things like attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, anxiety, brain injuries, depression, digestive disorders such as IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, high and low blood pressure, mental health, and there's just all kinds of things biofeedback can work with. So if you need another option of things to try out, check out that. See if that would work for you. They they like electrifying us, uh, stimulating us with electricity it's always interesting that they always go to those routes with a lot of stuff it's like let's electrocute them if that don't work let's cut the nerve endings (laughs) so you can't feel anything anymore (laughs) that's basically where we're going with this stuff all right let's end this with a couple fun facts Don't know if I mentioned these before. We'll check it out and see if I recognize any of these. Many, many years ago in the country of Greece, winners of sports events were given prizes called Athlons. Later, any person who took part in a sport became known as an athlete. As for Athlons, Deca means 10. 
So winning the decathlon in the Olympics is a real test of endurance. Okay, that wasn't that exciting. There are around 210 million people in the USA. Every year they consume over 2 billion soft drinks and cans, 4 billion pounds of candy, and 200 million pounds of salted peanuts. Uh, Just for a footnote on this, these facts are coming from, oh, probably the 70s, 80s. So, yeah, these... These facts are copyrighted back in 1976, so, yeah, these numbers are way bigger nowadays, just so you know, these are numbers from a long time ago, 50-some years ago, or 50 years ago, or 45 years ago, so take that into consideration when you're hearing the facts. If you add an H to the word tough, you get dull, right? Now add an R and you have through. Did you notice that each time you added a letter, the sound of the last four letters, O-U-G-H, changed? Pretty tricky. (laughs) Not really. Uh, In 1860, Samuel Clemens was the pilot of a big boat on the Mississippi River. Often when he was on the boat, he would hear a boatman shout, Mark Twain. That meant the water was two fathoms or 12 feet deep. Later, Clemens became a writer and wrote such famous books as Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Few people knew the author of these books was Clemens. However, that's because he wrote the books using the pen name Mark Twain. Lots of writers over the years back in those days like to use pen names. Stephen King used a pen name. The Bachman books you've heard of, I believe it is, that Stephen King did. It's like, why not have your name represented to represent the stuff that you did? Your actual name. (laughs) All right, last one. America's first woman mayor was Susanna Salter. She was elected mayor of Argonia, Kansas in 1887. She didn't even know she was running for mayor until she went to vote and saw her name on the ballot. Miss Salter was mayor of Argonia for one year. Her pay for that year of service was one dollar. That's pretty messed up. (laughs) But Once again, an example of women, or people, it doesn't have to be women, just people, putting themselves out there and becoming becoming a huge part of society a long time ago, but yet they didn't feel represented correctly, but I don't think enough of them were actually putting the effort out, enough people to make a make a change, make things look like there was a change happening. But I think it would have been more accepted if more people just tried. But I am out of time, so be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. 
send a question, comments, and we'll get back to you together again sometime soon.